Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Frankly Speaking on Fridays podcast. I am your host, Frank Pidor. And yes, it is currently January 21st, 2022 at 6.11 p.m. Eastern Time. Yes, I know what you're going to say, because I'm going to say it first. It's been two weeks. Where have you been? I'll tell you. I'll tell you. But yes, two weeks have gone by. Two weeks of um, unexpected events, some sad events. And you know what? Some good events, too. Some development on your own part, success through school, success through personal development. Maybe you finally went ahead and dieted the way that you wanted to. Maybe you went ahead and were able to go to the gym two to three times this week, more than what you did last week. Maybe you were able to bench press a couple more pounds this week. Good for you. Good for you. Have you read that book yet? Got a chapter in? Good. Try to make it two. Two more chapters by next week. You can do it. I bet you can. I know you can. And that's why we are here. We are here to extend positive ambitions. Positive goals. Regulating your body temperature as I unzip my sweatshirt. <laughs> but... You did it. No matter what it is, no matter what you didn't do, it is done. There is no changing it. But there is plenty to learn from it. And that is what we all must always do, is to learn from our actions. And learn from them in a way which will benefit ourselves and the people around us. So, with that said, let me go ahead and commemorate episode 18 of the frankly speaking on fridays podcast with of course our commemorative shot it is for you it is for me and it is for the podcast so cheers oh god huh. cheap vodka so where have i been for the past two weeks well i will tell you in short what I've been up to and what I've been attempting to do and why last week's podcast just didn't come out. Obviously, it wasn't because of technology. It wasn't because of time. It wasn't because the internet sucked that day. Our internet is just fine, generally. <clears throat> um, within the past two weeks, Queen Shelbeast and I successfully went about and did our first fasting which was really intense and different, but doable, absolutely doable. It was three days. So for three days, we did not touch alcohol, nor soda, nor breading of any kind. We tried to make it as organic as we possibly could. So day one was nothing but water and or tea. Second day was water and or tea with berries and lettuce. Romaine, not, excuse me, not iceberg. Third day, we were able to introduce nuts and eggs. And then after that, we were able to go about our normal way. But I will say this much. Having nothing but water and tea for the first day made that lettuce and those berries all the more better tasting. They were 
delicious. And then, of course, having something a little more solid like those nuts and those eggs. No condiments either. So, you know, we, uh, we did our best with a little bit of, uh, of pepper and uh, chives just to give it a little bit of spice, a little bit of, of flavor. But we did it, and it was quite nice. And it also kind of affected how I now go about drinking alcohol a little bit. I seem to prefer having more beer than I do the harder stuff. I still indulge in the harder stuff, especially if my mind is in the right place. I seem to keep away from it a little bit. So, there's that. That was a positive thing that we did. It felt negative, but you know what? I think uh, overall that, that helped our bodies. Kind of a bit of a reset, you could say. So, we did that. Uh, I have been trying to continue better with the, or at least make more calls with the job, and I have been. The job has been frustrating with, um, as of late, just because all these calls, all these leads, and still no appointments. I spoke with my higher-up, and she said she wasn't able to solidify an appointment until about two months after really committing and doing the job. So, I, um... As a result of being unsuccessful with the job, it, it really bogged me down just because financially it's, it's a bit of a struggle right now. I'll be absolutely honest with you. It is a struggle. We're doing our best in which to keep afloat. But, uh, yeah, what we thought would be a successful, quick, easy, and lucrative job is unfortunately not the case so there's a there's a lot that needs to be done and i'm working towards it in which to do so while still cutting expenses from other areas to get by so that is what leads to why i didn't do the podcast last week simply because i was down i just i wasn't feeling it i didn't feel up to um to streaming the bot podcast to have a, not only a subject in mind that I feel would be worth bringing to your attention, but also just something that um, I didn't have the energy to. And while I find talking about short synapses of my week or two to you, I don't want to make an entire stream or an entire podcast about, oh, woe is me. You know... That's not what I'm here for. I am here with this podcast, yes, to talk about my week, but not to make it about entirely my week. It is just a highlight. What I wish to bring to you are subjects of interest, not only to myself, but also that what I feel might be of interest to you. And yes, I understand that some time ago when I did <laughs> a podcast about the Chicago Bean, yeah, that was maybe a little more self-involved, but at the same time, who actually knows about why it's called the Chicago Beam, why the artist hates that, and who the hell that snobbish artist is anyway. And now you know. Go ahead and check out that podcast. I forget which number it is, but that's why it is two weeks from now. That is why episode 18 is happening right now. So, 
with that said, we are wrapping up that portion of the podcast and we're moving on to what I want to talk about and what I wish to bring to your attention and is specifically about Twitch this entire podcast. We've talked about Twitch in the past concerning uh, what's her nuts doing her very borderlining sexually explicit uh, you know the the hot tub series and the pool series and you know all those people who do that and the ASMR things that happen here on Twitch as well. But I want to bring something else to mind, which is, uh, well, thing number one we're going to talk about is we're going to talk about something which makes me a little bit frightful if it were to ever happen to one of my streams. And yes, my streams are small. They are humble. I enjoy my streams. I enjoy the community which I am growing. But something which I fear is one day having a hate raid, is what they are called. Raids which are created for the sole intention of coming down on smaller streams and just having a bunch of people say horrible, mean things about you, about your gameplay ability, and just horribly, like, destroy your stream for that evening. And so this has been a problem for quite some time now. And the articles which I have to you, which I may or may not read in full, because um, one of them is, um, is, is rather long <laughs> now, that I, now that I'm looking at it. Uh, but of course, as always, uh, even if I don't read all of the article, I will go ahead and bring it to you. Uh, in the chat. So I guess I really shouldn't hide the chat. I'm going to anyway, just because it's a distraction and I don't want it to be distracting. However, for those of you who are within the chat... Here is an article for you to read. And of course, even if you're not here live on the premiere on twitch.tv slash fapismplays, you can still find the articles which will be located in the description below or just in the description. So this one is Twitch hate raids are more than just a Twitch problem and they're only getting worse. Something which struck me interesting is that this is the Washington Post which was published last year, August 25th, 2021, by Nathan Grayson. And Mr. Grayson writes, Every day, Daniel Sim Simuligan Larsh, a gay man who took up Twitch streaming in 2020, faces harassment. Threatening phone calls, trolling messages, Twitch chat spam, Twitter accounts that publicize his personal information, fake accounts that purport to be him while spreading racist language. These are just smattering of the tools his abusers employ. 
They've been at it for over six months. Larsh is not a big streamer. His broadcasts generally pull between 15 and 50 concurrent viewers compared to the tens of hundreds of thousands regularly drawn by Twitch's most popular stars. And yet the harassment campaign against him has gotten so bad that he largely quit streaming to preserve his own mental health. But in the wake of the recent explosion of hate raids, in which trolls overwhelm streamers, chats with bot-powered fake accounts that spam hateful messages, Larsh couldn't stay quiet. He has first-hand experience with the groups marshalling these ugly stampedes, and more importantly, he knows how they get away with it. <clears throat> Hate raids have existed in various forms for years, but became a larger Twitch concern earlier this month after a streamer by the handle Wreck-It Raven posted a video of themselves getting raided, starting the hashtag called Twitch Do Better. Spurred on the marginalized streamers who felt Twitch should do a better job of protecting them, the hashtag trended multiple times in a single week. Twitch acknowledged the movement on Twitter a few days later saying it had rolled out an update to, quote, better detect hate speech in chat, end quote, and that additional tools were on the way, but would not arrive until later this year. Since then, though, streamers say hate raids have only grown in number and ferocity. Hate raids are a complex dilemma born of an era of which communities spin intertwining webs between platforms. The damage might be done on Twitch, but it's organized on chat platforms like Discord and single boosted on YouTube and far right friendly videos sites like BitChute. Personally, I've never heard of them, so that's uh, interesting. Continuing on. Larsh and a friend who streams under the name Lepoli have spent months documenting the efforts of their own harassers, many of whom have gone on to contribute to Twitch's hate raid epidemic. Lepoli and several other stream streamers mentioned in this story declined to share their real names due to harassment concerns. To wit, in the hate raid video that first uh, propelled hashtag Twitch do better into the upper echelines and virality. Spam messages directed at Wreck-It Raven proclaim that, quote, this channel now belongs to the KKK, end quote, and name Larsh their Grand Dragon. Trolls did this in an attempt to foist blame onto him. It is far from the only tactic they employ to mislead. Quote, if you search my username on Twitch, a whole bunch of accounts come up that trolls made, and some of those accounts use personal information, end quote, said Larsh. Quote, sometimes they would target my friends as well, so my stream became a liability. People started to become afraid to come to my stream, and so eventually I had to give up, end quote. Now, I'm going to stop reading there. I'm going to skim ahead just real quick. Interesting. <clears throat> Since Twitch's first statement earlier this month, hate raids have gotten worse, streamers say. Much worse. Quote, my last stream, it was literally three hours of them hate raiding me. 
end quote, said Reckitt Raven, who uses they-them pronouns. Quote, they are doxing people now so that they are so they are finding people's information and literally throwing it out onto Twitch. I'm in a situation where I really generally need to protect myself and my family, end quote. Raven, who says they have been forced to inform authorities of their situation and meet with a lawyer, is far from alone. At this point, it is difficult to find a marginalized streamer who has not been hate-rated, and many have had their personal information, including real names and addresses, posted online. To call attention to how bad things have gotten, a few, including Raven, are organizing a virtual strike for September 1st under the hashtag, hashtag a day off Twitch. So, you can read the rest of this, but I'm going to contribute something which I have recognized and watched in this and that as well. And basically it comes down to this. And granted, this is months ago. Again, August 2021. And I understand that while those updates have come about of Twitch bots being able to identify a little bit better the harassment and the hate of these raids, I am concerned about it still. Just because I watched a video, I don't remember who, I don't remember when, I just remember literally watching someone clip a streamer who intentionally said, yeah, this person, we're raiding, just go in there and just shit all over them. It doesn't matter what you say, just, just do it. Luckily, because of whomever that good Samaritan was, they sent that clip on over to Twitch. That dude was banned. I don't know if it was a permanent ban. I tried to find that clip again. I was unsuccessful in which to do so, so I could specifically call out that streamer because that's what needs to happen. These individual streamers, these individual accounts, they need to be called out directly. And while the streamer can be silenced and hopefully be pegged and noted to Twitch, in case they do create some sort of an account other than what was initially either temporarily banned or permanently banned, are able to just continuously ban them. Because that's what I feel needs to happen. And yes, I understand that when it comes to such a large project, that is a huge undertaking. I get that. I absolutely understand that. Because I'm thinking of it myself. We have one person who does said um, hate raids continuously. Sure, you give them a slap on the wrist the first time they do it again, you permanently ban them. They create another channel. You gotta try and find that other channel. Yeah, it's a continuously... It's a continuous motion. But here's the thing. And here's the difference. Is that where are they when it comes to the pedagogy? Not the pedagogy, uh, the hierarchy of Twitch. Are they just some basic low-life streamer that's just got a bug up their ass? Sure, give them the slap on the wrist, I suppose. Are they an affiliate, like myself? I think the consequence needs to be more severe. Maybe a month ban for doing such a thing. If they are a partner, I think 
if they did it once just to see to get they get away with it, don't let them. Ban them permanently. And I feel that is the type of action and severity which needs to take place when it comes to these types of situations. Because it is not fair for a small channel like myself that only has 72 followers to be berated by tens of potentially hundreds of people just shitting on me for no reason because of who they follow and subscribe to. That is the type of harassment and bullying that we see every day within our youth, within middle schools and high schools, which leads to kids breaking down, committing suicide, and leading to school shootings. Unfortunately, I do not have the data or an article in which to prove this. However, I do have a feeling that I'm sure there may have been a couple of streamers who have committed suicide or self-infliction or affliction as a result of some of these hate raids. People are literally fearing for their lives, for their families' lives, for people who get swatted. That's very dangerous. People can die as a result of being swatted for something where they're just trying to stream a friendly game of Fall Guys, and next thing you know, police are busting down their door just because their IP address was followed, was found, their address was found, and a false bomb threat or terrorist threat was proclaimed. Yeah, how many how many streamers have we uh, potentially witnessed die on stream? I hope it's not as many as I'm thinking, but it scares me of the possibility. So, with that said. And with that said, for um, as a transition of hate streams and hate raids, let's jump right into the next article. Because it's not just low people that I'm talking about who do such a thing. It is also big streamers. It is also these major contributors, I suppose, when it comes to Twitch. <laughs> So this next article comes from Dexerto, I believe is how you pronounce this. Dexerto.com, which I just posted in chat and, of course, is in the description below. This came out very recently. Four days ago, this article came out, and I've been following it uh, just because a lot has been centered around the main streamer uh, by the name of Pokimane. I guess she got into a spat with Ninja where legalities and threats of being sued is happening. And then this also, I think, contributes to that. However, it follows exactly what I talked about previously of these hate raids. So, 
This was written on January 17th, 2022, published at 3.17 p.m. I don't know which time, it only says 3.17. It could be in the morning if it's following military time. No idea. But it says Twitch upgrades uh, Gideon, I guess is how you would pronounce that, banned to permanent after streamers Pokimane hate raids. Plural. So, it says, uh, Twitch upgraded Gideon's 14-day ban to a permanent one after he orchestrated a hate raid on Pokimane's stream, but he claims their decision was influenced by external pressures. So, let's see what this very short article reads, just because it's filled with, uh, Gideon and, uh, it looks like there's a Twitter video. You, you can check it out. But it says G. Dion encouraged his viewers to launch a hate raid on Pokemane's Twitch stream on January 12th. He was promptly banned from the platform for 14 days shortly after. It happened a mere day after his account was verified. At the time, he accepted full responsibility for breaking the terms of service. However, he insisted that he had nothing it had nothing to do with her gender. Quote, my dislike for her has nothing to do with her gender, but her as a person. End quote. In an interesting turn of events, G. Dion revealed that Twitch has now upgraded to a permanent ban. He believes the initial ban was justified. However, he claims the permanent, quote, isn't fair, and he explained why. There's a uh, tweet from him saying, ban one from 14 days to perma. Please use the Twitch hashtag Twitch free G. Dion for me boys. Quote, I'm not here to talk about why I got banned, because I deserve to get banned. End quote. He said, quote, it is what it is. I broke the terms of service. But what I am here to talk about is that I'm here to ask Twitch to make it fair. End quote. Uh, he explained that his, uh, yeah, yeah. However, GDN claims Twitch decided to make it permanent due to pressure from the community saying it wasn't severe enough. And he believes that isn't fair. Quote, I feel Twitch should keep my 14-day suspension, especially for a first-time offense, and not let outside factors determine it. What I did was wrong, but how I am supposed but how am I supposed to do better the next time if I never get a next time? End quote. After the incident, other streamers rally behind Pokemane, and G. Dion believes their influence ultimately shaped the decision. Twitch hasn't commented on the situation yet, however, D G. Dion promised that he, quote, will be doing better in the future, end quote, if he gets a second chance. Here's the thing. A part of me agrees that it shouldn't be a permanent ban. At the same time, even if you don't like a streamer's personality, because there's a bunch of mainstream streamers who I feel shouldn't be mainstream just because I personally feel that their personalities are dry or they're just overall boring and potentially toxic. Like, there are streamers out there who are only successful because they're loud and yelly and <clears throat> overreactive. To everything that they do and for some reason people find that entertaining uh, but uh that's that's something else entirely while i feel that the 14 day ban 
is appropriate, especially if it is a first-time offense, why would you do that? Actually, hold on. Let me, uh, let me look him up. Let me, because I don't know how big of a following that he has. Uh... Maybe his following is... Oh god, it's gone. Um... Yeah, I can't find his channel. So I guess the permanent ban is, is still on. Let's see. Uh, nope, still a permanent ban. Hold on, I may have found something. His appeal was officially rejected, meaning he will remain unable to stream from Twitch indefinitely. Uh, Twitch said, your account was suspended for harassing another person. We have reviewed your appeal and are denying it. Your account is indefinitely suspended due to repeated and severe terms of service or community guideline violations. We do not unsuspend accounts for this level of, of abuse. Well, there you go. And at least he apologized. Pokimane uh, responded to his apology, saying, I'm glad he apologized and told his viewers to chill. Hope he does better in the future. And that this'll... This'll is... Wow, girl. Uh, the last time I have to talk about this. Here's, again, here's the thing. No matter how much you may dislike a streamer, how much I may dislike a streamer, I'm not going to, like, try and make their lives worse. It's just, you know, some. it's just a different flavor of streamer. Just because I'm someone that likes, you know, black coffee doesn't mean I'm going to hate someone who enjoys, you know, all the works in like a five sentence order for one cup of coffee at Starbucks. That's just how some streamers are. So while I may dislike the personality or that person in general for their actions or for how they may go about doing their streaming or what games they may play, I'm not going to react in such a way where... <sighs> Where I'm going to lash out at them. Where I'm going to get my followers and my fan base riled up to make their stream bad. Or to make their stream worse. Or to make them feel personally unsafe. Or, um, or hurt. To mentally affect them. That's just not mature. That's just... Not right. So, Twitch seems to be doing better about that, but they're still happening when they shouldn't. Hate raids are just simply immature. And if you're someone who does a hate raid, 
honestly, grow up. People are different. People are going to do what they want, especially if it's their Twitch, their stream. It's theirs. Leave them alone. People are different. There are, there is the LGBTQ plus community that are streaming. Good for them. Please do. If you don't like it, keep it to yourself. What's that old adage? If you have nothing good to say, don't say anything at all. Do that. But of course, that's not going to happen. Because for some reason, people really feel the need to express themselves. And if that's the case, do it through art. Do it through a way which you don't verbally communicate your feelings. You would think there'd be enough instances which has come out, especially since everything is being filmed and broadcast and posted online of these hate crimes that people would get the hint of shut the fuck up. <laughs> but for some reason, they're not. And I sincerely believe it's because the punishments is not enough. Okay, there's, there's outside of, uh, of Twitch with these, uh, discriminations and, and the hate, there's plenty enough in the world, especially as of late of that, uh, that woman who's Asian in New York being pushed, uh, randomly from, uh, that homeless man and killed her. Unnecessary. And why? It's just, it's sad that the majority of what we see is so much negativity and hate within this life, within this world, and to strangers. You gotta remember that, that quote from Robin Williams. Uh, which I'm trying to do better myself. Um, yeah. Um, he is quoted saying, Everyone you meet is fighting a battle you know nothing about. Be kind, always. So... Be kind. I mean, I I try to be honest when it comes to my streams. I said yesterday, you know, I'm not really feeling it. I was, I'm in a negative place and I just, I'm able to stream, but just barely. So if energy is low, then that's why. And luckily I've built a community where they're understanding of that. But... I wouldn't put that type of negativity and angst onto someone else in case, uh, like, you know, whatever that girl was that I was bitching about for like two or three weeks, that one streamer with her hot tub streams. Yeah, I bitch about it. I vent about it, but I do so in a constructive manner. Yeah, I'm calling her out because, yes, I do still think it's bullshit that hot tub and jacuzzi streams happen. But she was the most notable one, for an example. And while I disagree with her streaming methods, I'm not going to go ahead and raid her stream, uh, calling her horrible names or 
this or that because it's not worth it and it's not right. So with that said, let's transition to the second thing that I want to talk about, which is a stupid, stupid thing which streamers are doing and transitions and still has Pokimane in our topic of discussion. This is the new TV meta that has been going about, which is dumb and shouldn't require common sense, but evidently some of these mainstream streamers either don't have it or they're just wanting to test Twitch and, uh, I don't know, U.S. copyright infringements? So in case you're not know, a couple of mainstream streamers, including Pokimane, was banned because they were streaming and binging TV series, TV dramas, TV shows, which are under copyright laws. Like, duh. Anyway. I'll read. This comes from Vice.com, published January 11th, 2022, 10 days ago at 6.13 p.m. Doesn't state what time zone, published by a Jita Jackson. Twitch streamers are getting banned for the TV meta. Pokimane and Disguise Toast were both temporarily banned for watching TV shows on stream. Oh, God. Okay, here we go. Twitch streamers approach the platform like a competitive game, making up new strategies in order to garner more and more views. The most recent approach to game popularity, called the TV meta, has had a predictable result of getting people banned. In competitive games, the meta refers to the current tried and true strategies for winning. Players may can shake up the meta by trying new strategies, disrupting the established norms, and streamers approach Twitch in the same way. For some time, the hot tub meta was dominant across Twitch, and every streamer was filling up an inflatable pool with lukewarm water to sit in. Now another meta has emerged, the TV meta. The TV meta is simple to understand. You watch TV on stream, sometimes in a long marathon, and react to it. Unfortunately, many of the shows the biggest streamers are watching while broadcasting is explicitly someone else's intellectual property, thus making streamers vulnerable to copyright claims. While the TV meta has been successful for popular streamers like XQC, who has been watching MasterChef on stream, it spurred Twitch to start handing out bans. Last week, streamer Pokimane was temporarily banned for watching Avatar The Last Airbender on stream. A day later, Hassan Piker received a copyright claim on his channel for watching MasterChef after seeing the success XQC had watching the show on the air. Yesterday, the streamer Disguise Toast got a one-month ban for streaming the anime Death Note. Despite being a host to many thousands of people playing games on the site, Twitch is long past the days where the biggest stars played games for hours on end. Streamers like Piker and Pokimane do play games, but just as often they're likely to watch and react to videos that their fan base sends them. If you're not marathoning a game, then filling up some of the hours you have on the air with television show makes sense. To me, it does not. 
if you stream for eight hours every day and you have to do something and you have to do something to do while you sit there, both Disguised Toast and Bo uh, Pokimane were banned in the middle of hours-long marathons as well. The TV meta makes more sense if you think of Twitch less as a site for gamers and more as a public access broad broadcasting platform. Yes, sure. However, don't. That's trying to justify them being idiots and streaming copywritten television shows on a broadcasting channel that isn't intended for public access. Public access for video games just because we have the permission from these publishers and from these uh, this gaming industry that we can. The best time that I can think of where you couldn't is when, uh, what was it? Persona 5 came out, I believe. Atlas, the publishing company for that game, was banning streamers who uh, they, they created an announcement basically saying, you cannot stream past this point in the game. And if you do, we're banning, we're taking legal actions. They meant it and hope. Oh, Boy, do they mean it. But that is because all the other games that we are streaming is because we have permission in which to do so. We do not have any permission, based on common sense and copyright law, to do so. So why would you? Anyway, the article continues. Um... The message from Twitch feels pretty clear. Although a new meta can lead to huge gains for your channel, Twitch is absolutely willing to ban even some of the most popular stars for viol violating copyright. Streamers can fuck around with the TV meta if they like, as long as they're prepared to find out and cop a ban. I think they mean cope, and yes, the article literally does put fuck in the article. Because that's the end of the article. Here's the thing. Like I said, this all should be super friggin' common sense. And the only reason I feel and believe that these major Twitch um, streamers, Pokimane, Disguise, Toast, who's the first one, XQC, is that his name? Yeah, XQC, whatever. They got a temporary ban. And this Hassan guy. They all got temporary bans. Whether it was two weeks, a week, a month. All temporary. However, if I, in my small Twitch channel, were to do such a thing, and were to get caught, and were to have said copyright strike on my channel just because i'm an affiliate i feel that my punishment would be much more and the reason for that is because i'm not drawing in the type of crowd the type of ad revenue the type of money that these other twitch streamers do in comparison to me so twitch has to weigh money on their hands 
and on their side. They have to think, well, we could and can permanently ban them, but how much revenue will we be missing? We can't let them get away with it, but we also can't afford to lose them either. And it sucks that money talks in such a way. Again, I just find it to be a little bit unfair because if I were to, if I were to do that on any show, on any movie, I would face severe consequences. Not only consequences of just being banned, whether it be temporarily or permanently, but what about the fines that I would have to face? How expensive would they be? How many of them would they be? Would it be per episode? Would it be per hour? Would I face a different type of fine? And within the article of vice.com, uh, Hassan actually posted a, a Twitter picture of his uh, ban and the details as to why of the copyright infringement. MasterChef is from the Fox Network. How long before these networks get tired of these major streamers broadcasting their rightful property? And before these major companies start taking these streamers to court, big or small, not only can I afford those fines to begin with, I would be destroyed financially and professionally as a streamer from from everything from streaming from life like my life would be gone i'd have to move back in with my parents if a network such as fox were to sue me for doing copyright infringement by doing something absolutely stupid of streaming one of their shows that i did not have explicit permission in which to do there is a thing with being meta and testing the lines of policies on a platform, but then there's stupidity and just questioning common sense and United States copyright laws. So if you ask me, while I understand these streamers are getting a slap on the wrist, it needs to be much more severe because they're coming back and streaming stronger than ever. They just have a nice little vacation while still making money off of previous streams, off of sponsors, off of this and that. They didn't lose any sponsors. They didn't lose any money. They came back with more followers as a result of, ooh, you badass, you went ahead and pushed Twitch around, grr, grr, grr. I don't know about the grr part, but the rest of that is too, especially considering that the article says a successful watch uh, and a successful ban that XQC did for streaming MasterChef, for Pokimane streaming Avatar. There's, that word should not be there. There should not be success when you infringe on copyright laws. The punishment needs to be more severe. Permanent ban? Maybe not. Ban them for six months? Let's start there and see what happens. 
It's kind of something that my brother said. He said you want to stop people from speeding? Take the most minor infringement of someone speeding and make the bare minimum ticket handed out to them $500. Let's see how speeding is reduced then. Consequences need to be more severe, especially when you're getting into law and legalities. Especially when it comes to people who are intentionally doing it. All this was intentional. XQC, Pokimane, uh, Hassan, the Toast Dude, all intentionally doing so. Why would you give someone a slap on the wrist for intentionally breaking the law within the United States and breaking Twitch uh, policies? So, with that said, I'm going to post something here, uh, which go ahead and feel free to skim through. But I feel that everyone kind of needs to re-familiarize themselves with, I don't know, a, a little bit of, uh, of common sense, I suppose. So, um, here is a fun little article. When I say little, I mean ginormous. And when I say... Uh, when I say, uh, common sense, I mean the goddamn law. So, please enjoy the article from the United States government. It is the broad, it is the copyright broadcast programming on the internet, published June 15th, 2000, 21 years ago, from the United States House of Representatives. There. Read up on what you can and cannot do within the United States. Okay, capiche? Stop being idiots. I hope Twitch comes to their common sense and makes it more severe rather than them just thinking about their wallet. Other people will come up as partners. Other people will get as hot and as successful as these other streamers, but at least they will abide by the policies that Twitch set forth those streamers will respect those. And more importantly, they'll respect what the fuck the law is. <laughs> so, dear God, do it. It's there for a reason. Why, why would you intentionally do something as asinine as that that can get you sued? So, let it be known that I will not be streaming a single television or movie program on any of my platforms because I like to abide by common sense. And I think a lot of people would like to, but they seem to be really bad at it. Really bad at it. Again, if you intentionally do something like that, you're just a, you're just a goddamn idiot. That's not trying to test laws. That's not trying to bring forth something new. That is not revolutionary. It's just making an ass of yourself. And I think all those streamers did that. Between all the streamers that do those hate raids and all the streamers that are going through with this TV meta. Dumb. 
don't do it. You're going to face nothing but consequences rather than success. And if you face success, then something's wrong with the platform and they need to do more. Anyway, that's all I'm going to say on that. We are basically at the one hour mark. Well, no, we're probably at the um, 52 minute mark, but that's all I really have for this podcast. So I'm going to call it there. I appreciate everyone listening. Uh, I hope maybe, maybe you learned something. I hope maybe you agree with me. And if you don't, tell me about it. Tell me why. Email me at my email address, the FSOF podcast. It's not the FSOF podcast at gmail.com. Email me. Tell me whether or not you agree, disagree. And if you disagree, please justify why you disagree and how legally it makes sense for them to be able to get away with it or have a slap on the wrist. I would love to hear a counterpoint to my argument. Otherwise, if you don't want to just uh, disagree with me or agree with me on that, if you have a subject that you want me to research, if you have a topic of interest, still go ahead and email fsofpodcast at gmail.com and I will consider your topic of discussion or your articles to be broadcast next week here on the frankly speaking on fridays podcast so with that said i will see you next week that will be the 28th and i will be uh i will have turned a digit it will be the first podcast that i do where i am 30 years old 29 now that will change in five days so thank you for listening remember to take care of yourselves remember to keep practicing so long doesn't hurt you or anyone else i'm going to keep practicing trying to do my damnedest to get this podcast up and out on time so i will see you next week thank you for listening take care of yourselves and until then or au revoir